I V M. Hi, welcome to another episode of a show about crypto. And today, what I wanted to explore was what the adoption of blockchain technology in India has been like, from the inception to where we are today. And who better to have on my show other than Jayanti Kanani, the co-founder and CEO of Polygon? Hi, thank you so much for being here. First of all, for those who might not know Jayanti, please tell us about Polygon. Uh, first of all, Rohan, thank you for having me. Um, about Polygon, so Polygon is basically scaling solutions for blockchain, particularly Ethereum. So if you see like you know, Ethereum blockchain, you can make a transfer, create NFTs on Ethereum blockchain. And it takes a while, plus takes a, a, a hundred of dollars fees uh, for yep. each transfer NFT minting. What we do at Polygon is that kind of a scale that blockchain and make it cheaper for uh, everyone to use. Um, so if you make a transaction on Polygon network, it takes a two seconds, a two to four seconds for your uh, transaction to confirm. And it takes uh, around like you know, $0.004 uh, dollar to send a transaction. Right? So it's a, it's a very cheap uh, and very fast compared to Ethereum blockchain so this is what we do kind of you know we we make sure like you know our um, user experience for the users who are using blockchain uh, who are using new applications on the blockchain they are kind of you no know, don't kind of have to spend uh, a lot of amount of fees and wait for a huge it is kind of you can say you know UPI on top of banks in kind right. of in some sense like you know if you if you uh, do the NFT transfers uh, so bank to bank it takes a lot of time mm-hmm. but UPI is an instant right so it's, you can say that uh, we we do kind of you no know, uh, faster layer on top of uh, blockchains yeah that's a great analogy thank you so much for that uh, that really clears it up in my head uh, so while I do want to talk about the adoption of blockchain in India and where we are I'd like to start with your story actually because you're one of the pioneers so tell us tell us about your journey uh, in blockchain with polygon and where where that start from yeah I mean in 2017 I was in housing.com I was a data scientist there uh, and kind of you not know, helping a real estate startup this housing.com and then I was also very passionate about my side projects at the time. And um, I was creating one side project called Game of Theories. Um, it, okay. it kind of, you know, you can, yeah, it's, it's basically uh, similar to Game of Thrones. Like where you can, uh, after each episode of Game of Thrones, you can go on the platform and kind of, you know, create your own theories. Okay, hey, this, this character oh. will die or uh, this will happen. Uh, the story will, uh, how, how the story will pan out in, in the next episode. Very cool, um, and people can kind of know, yeah, and people can just go and bet on the on on the each stories. Uh, and if you are if you are right, you can the uh, you get the money, uh, something like that. You know, I'm just you turned it into I, a betting pool. That's awesome. You turned yeah, yeah. turn internet theories <laughs> into a betting pool. You sir can monetize yeah. anything. <laughs> so I was doing that, and then I wanted to integrate a um, simple payment system, right? There was a Razor Pay, Paytm, Stripe mm-hmm. was there, Pay, PayPal was there. But I didn't want to kind of know uh, register an entity for the for the business, right? I, I don't. It was a side project, so I kind of know yes. didn't want to get into the legal issues. So what I did is kind of know I, I thought like you know there's a platform called Bitcoin, like there's some currency people are talking about Bitcoin, and it, it, people are saying oh, this is the future of currencies. Uh, so let's use that, right? And so I kind of started 
exploring Bitcoin. And then after after some time, like I, I realized, okay, there is another platform called Ethereum as well. And then started exploring, exploring, you know, went deep into the, the ecosystem and realized, okay, this is the big problem of scaling here in the, in the ecosystem. Uh, it still take a lot of time and fees for the transfers, uh, mm-hmm. transactions on the on the blockchain. So this is not going to work because you know if if you want to kind of create a new technology, you create a technology which can be kind of you know use, usable usable uh, by the, all the people uh, sure. in the world, right? So yeah, this this how I kind of you know, started the crypto journey. Like you know, I started exploring. I thought like, this is the good opportunity to me uh, to create something. In, in this space, there was there were few competitions at the time, but they were all doing something different than I was I, I was kind of thinking. So I thought let's let me let me create it uh, my own scaling solution. Sure, and that's how I started uh, Polygon Matic. Yeah, you had a much better ending to that story than Game of Thrones did. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so to come to your story, I assume that there are other stories like yours. So what I'm curious about is we've seen examples and cases made for the adoption of blockchain uh, all around the world. What I want to understand is what have some of these stories been in India? What has blockchain adoption been like in India? I'm talking all the way from 2010, 11 onwards to where we are today. Have we seen adoption? Uh, Have we seen people start to play with what the potential of blockchain could be? So I think I, I'm not sure about between 210 to 15 or 17, I would say. When I started, I, I've, I've seen few exchanges, uh, like Zeppe was there, um, other kind of exchanges were there, uh, but not at a level where uh, people are doing something at protocol level or blockchain level. You know, right. uh, they were just kind of you know, creating exchanges uh, so you can just go and trade and make money. So apart, like as far as I know, like there is no, there was no product side of innovations apart from exchanges, right? 2017, like we started with Matic and some other projects were also there, um, but they didn't pan out like, you know, uh, but we kind of you know, kept going and going. And yeah, I think I, I, I had to say that, you know, we are the first uh, protocol level a blockchain product out of India, to be honest. Right. Okay. Uh, we also kind of got funded by Coinbase and Binance both first time in India. Uh, so that was also congratulations on that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, and then kind of you no, know, we uh, after us like you no know, people started creating the uh, other other than exchanges, to be honest. Right. right. So we we can see them Instagram, app, EPNS, like many other other products. DeFi protocols are coming. NFTs. Uh, product are coming now, so yeah. I mean, I mean, I would say to after 2017, uh, the um, growth in India uh, for the crypto specifically has increased uh, for sure. There could be multiple reasons to be honest. Like you know, one could be the, the crypto hype. Like you now after 2017, mm-hmm. a boom. Like everyone knew about the crypto and everything right now. So people started investing more and more in crypto. Right. So money money become very cheap. Uh, for the people who are creating something new, right? Sure. Uh, investment kind of no. Uh, so I think that would that would be the one of the reason that after 2017 or 18 or 19, I would say uh, India, we, you can see uh, many good projects out of India. Yeah. Sure. So one on one side, there's the hype, which obviously is going to get people interested and attracted to this new field. But what other forces have driven adoption since 2017? Like I'm, I'm trying to understand. 
uh, where aside from that hype, what else has led to adoption of crypto? What's led to people look at this, to, to people in India looking at this technology and going, we see some value in it. So what I'm trying to understand is does, is, does that reflect a lack of faith in, say, existing markets? Does that, would something like, say, a demonetization or going digital overall um, then start impacting that or start driving that adoption? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would compare this with the uh, early internet days, to be honest. Like, you know, if you ask someone, to, okay, hey, what you would need uh, before internet was there, uh, people won't say, okay, I, I need internet. You know, I can easy, easy access to my mails, uh, yeah. mobile phone, etc. Okay, fair. Um, but the, yeah, so before 2007, to be honest, like, no, there was no iPhone, everything, like people just using their uh, keypad and uh, mm-hmm. the BlackBerry, etc. But I, I, after iPhone, like, the, the, the narrative has changed and people's mindset has changed right now. Now, like, you know, there is a better way to perform some tasks uh, right. before uh, you can. Uh, so I think with, with blockchain, there is a, uh, I would say, there is a hope for better um, financial system for sure. Okay. Um, after blockchain, you can see, like, you know, people have a, uh, a, create a, a create a product which is decentralized and um, very much kind of no, you don't have to trust anyone in the system. Uh, sure. And, and it can be global from day one uh, without okay. any borders and without any problems. So I think that has changed. So now let's say if if, if you, uh, for example, let's say if I'm sending a, uh, money or maybe USDC from, let's say, one country to another country using blockchain, mm-hmm. and then if you ask me to use wire transfer, which takes like two or three days, I would always say, okay, hey, why should I use the wire transfer uh, where, where I can just use blockchain and send uh, transactions in five, uh, four, four seconds or two seconds, right? Mm-hmm. So I think um, this, uh, this thinking process has changed. Like, you know, now like you are doing a UPI, Paytm and multiple other things like WhatsApp, right? Uh, right. You're not using kind of no emails now. So uh, those things have, have changed uh, using the blockchain. So now the, the things... Who know uh, which you cannot do earlier. Now you can do much more easier, right? Right. Uh, I, I'll give you a few example. Is that you know, uh, for for example, let's say if you want to create some uh, uh, financial protocols on the fintech, right? You need to take right. permission from the banks, from RBI, from yep. uh, governments, etc. And you also need to provide information on your team, your background, your uh, kind of credentials, like multiple things. You you should have a white hairs, uh, those kind of things, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, that's an actual yeah, phrase yeah. that I've heard said in corporate India, where if you can get some white hairs for the banks to trust them, is what I was told once. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, and and let's say for if I go to banks for the banking license or something uh, approval, they say, okay, hey, this guy's in t-shirt is coming here and asking for this approval. Like, yeah, what, what the who the hell is this guy, right? So. Uh, now, visa application the, ke liye money order ke liye hoga. This is what they'll think. Yeah. When they see a young person at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but now, like, you can see 13 years old, 20 years old, the kids are creating uh, DeFi protocols, right? Like uh, RoboCages. Yeah, RoboCages, right? So, yeah. you don't need any permission to create something uh, innovative, you know, what I'm saying. So, uh, I think this has changed and this is very revolutionary. Um, you know, the good ideas can come from anyone. It could be 30 years old or 5 years this old. Is anyone, true. Right? So, yeah. So, 
uh, I think this has changed and, and this also creates a new uh, path for innovations uh, globally, right? So uh, you see India, like right? India missed the internet boom, to be mm-hmm. honest, right? Like you, you, you can't see like Google or Apple uh, out of India, but crypto is a, is a second, um, I, I would say, uh, way to you like a level playing field right now yeah yeah level playing field right now yeah i mean i mean you uh, any protocol out of india or anywhere anywhere in the world uh, could be the global product from day one on the blockchain True. right so for example if you think about the polygon right we uh, it's, it's a global product from day one anyone in the world any anyone from the world can deploy any anything on, on polygon that's, yep. a, that's a that's a very powerful yeah. That is very powerful. That's the idea of day one access. I think people really underrate how important it is. Um, the idea of global day one access to a product in this day and age, especially. Yeah. Uh, to, to carry on on that same line of thought, while there is the, the global aspect of it, if, if we were thinking from a more Indian perspective, if I was thinking from, say, the public sector or social sector perspective, what areas do you think, current traditionally managed areas, do you think could benefit or could be, say, revolutionized by the addition of blockchain technology? Like, does that transform fundamentally how we record keep? Does that fundamentally transform all of those things? Uh, definitely. I, I mean, uh, th- there are a few um, things I want to mention is that, you know, one example uh, is that COVID reports, right? So, um, right. Maharashtra government did the COVID reports on the on, on Polygon blockchain, so you can verify your COVID test on the blockchain, right? So you cannot check it, basically. So there's right. a one good example, I, I would say, but um, the second example would be the fintech financial system, right? So currently, like, you now the, in, in the whole financial system, there are multiple people in between taking the cuts. So if you yep. send it a wire transfer from, for example, India to US, like, it will take two, three days plus multiple forms, Bank will send you email. Okay, hey, you are getting this e- uh, money. Are you sure you are getting this? What is what your yeah. what is your exchange rate you want? There are multiple things you know in between and takes a time, etc. But now with this blockchain, you can solve all the things in between. Right? Uh, you can define rules for the money. Right? You okay. can create a, a for example, if health conditions. Okay, hey, if this happens, then money goes to this guy. If yeah. Otherwise, it goes to this guy. Right? Those those kind of rules you can create on the blockchain, which is not possible to be honest on the normal uh, financial world. It's possible, but it, it it's, it's a legacy system. It it, it, it it takes a lot of time to change those things. Right? With blockchain, you can do that easily. The second thing nowadays is very popular is NFTs. Right? So let's say if you are creating digital art, uh, it's very hard to approve ownership, for example, okay. right? Uh, if you want to sell the digital art to outside India, let's say if you're out, uh, Indian-based uh, artist, if you want to sell something outside India, uh, there is very less ways to do that, right? But now like with blockchain, you can sell anyone in the world, uh, just uh, click off the button, right? Yeah. And receive the money for that, right? Plus that, that, that person who actually got the uh, NFT or digital art, they can also sell, resell that, and then the, the original author can get the cutout of that commission, right? Um, right. Uh, yeah. So those kind of things you can uh, easily um, do on the on the blockchain right now, yeah. And of course, there are identity yeah. platforms, KYCs, and global storage uh, you can use on the on the blockchain. There are there are hundred thousands of 
uh, use cases for the blockchains right now. Yeah. Who's gonna? Who do you think is going to lead this this adoption? Is it going to come sort of from a small retail user perspective, or are we going to again look at a thing where it's going to be institution and institutional investors that are going to push this forward? Because I feel like with with a decentralized network, for the first time, we genuinely have the opportunity for it to be the other way around. But is that going to happen, or are we going to? Yeah, this is this is a great question. So I will answer in the two parts. So one part is the investment part, right? So. Mm-hmm. you know before before blockchain a normal user to put money into the some risky assets would be is not allowed basically from regulation sure. right so it's very like they, they say okay hey you can't uh, invest in these assets because you are not uh, wealthy to be honest right or you are not yes. capable enough to think your own risk right so with blockchain this has changed right for the retail users and for the institutions both now i'm i'm seeing multiple people investing wisely uh, sometimes taking the risk they understand the risk sometimes people they are, they are both kind of people they are foolish people they are smart people so i'm not talking about the foolish people it's I'm okay Jan, you can them. say it people yeah. invest in shit coins for no reason and it's stupid and they shouldn't just do that and get carried away you can say that yeah. this is a safe space you can say those things <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh but, but but i mean i mean the people who who are understand the the space they can also uh, they, they are allowed to uh invest in 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 tokens right uh and then they are getting good money out of that so that's a good thing you know and they are, they are making good money i'm seeing that in the space this opportunity is the same for everyone to be honest right like normal user even if you have 10 right. rupees even if you have millions or you are institutional investor right so everyone has the same risk appetite can can do the same uh, return out of the sure. out of this system this is not the case with the normal financial system by the way right there there are many rules apply to every different different categories uh, right. of course like they have uh, their different regulations i can um, I, i won't go into details and the second part is that the, the accessibility right like product is live uh, maybe the defi product then uh, anyone who has a tokens can participate into maybe yield farming or uh, in the defi protocol uh, same right. way uh, it can be institutions or retailers right so i'm seeing this adoptions go through the end to end like you know it, it will be part of the retailers obviously institutions because right. without institution it it won't be like you know that big in terms of the money and the value wise uh so i'm seeing you know some there are there are some protocols blockchain protocols where you can see uh retailers are coming before then the institutions and there are some sure. uh, protocols when the institution come first and then retailers are coming so i think uh on the adoption side crypto side both are uh necessary but yeah definitely retailers users are kind of no uh, on top on top yeah all right we're going to take a very short break now on a show about crypto and when we're back on the other side we will continue this very illuminating conversation with jayanti kanani see you on the other side We are back on a show about crypto where we are in conversation with Jayanti Kanani about the adoption of blockchain tech in India and where we can go from now. So one there's one aspect of crypto which is I invest in it and now I'm part of it. Uh there's the other aspect of it if like you mentioned this is a community this is a family. So if I want to get involved in the crypto community as something that's not just an investor or not just putting my money down for returns what ways can I do that in in a place like India today? Yeah, I mean, um, so I'll, I'll give 
few examples, right? So one of the example would be the uh, participating in the DAOs, right? So currently there are there are um, trend going on in crypto spaces called decentralized autonomous. Uh, I would just like to pause here for a second yeah. and say, listeners, if you don't know what DAOs are, you can go back a few episodes to our entire episode on decentralized autonomous organizations, aka DAOs. Sorry, yeah. I had to do that plug. It had to be done. <laughs> no worries. So. Uh, in DAO, kind of no, you can participate in DAOs and learn about like decision makings, how decision making is done in protocol, uh, help community uh, um, to kind of know teach about how how um, kind of no protocol is working um, depending on the DAO, right? So one thing is that, um, and there are other other ways you can uh, participate. Is that one is a um, kind of no um, community management. Uh, this is really kind of you no know, easy to enter space, I would say, uh, where you kind of you know you start managing some communities uh, and learn right. about like how communities behaving in crypto space, what they want, um, how kind of you know how protocol is working, uh, which kind of you know you, you um, and, and kind of you know those kind of stuff. This is the easiest way to get into crypto, right? right. You don't need any kind of uh, background, uh, course, or anything at all. You don't have to be in tech for that, right? So okay. this is a very uh, much easiest uh, thing to go into crypto, right? Uh, the second thing is that uh, you, you there are multiple things. Let's say if you are in in um, uh, maybe equity research, uh, for example, right. in non uh, in traditional finance system, you can always jump into crypto and see like how. Similar uh, theories can be applied here in crypto, right? So you don't need to be in tech. So most of the time, like people are not. Uh, if you see on the Twitter, most on the crypto Twitter, most people are not tech people. To be honest, right? Uh, they are kind of non non tech guys coming in crypto, learning about cryptos, how it works, how how they can contribute in DAOs, in communities, and creating new products. Uh, those kind of stuff. So you always. Uh, so once you are here, you just learn, and then you will know how to start and contributing to DAOs. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, there we go. Now, now, now our listeners know that if investment is not necessarily what you're looking at, but uh, full on just leaping into the community at a ground level, these are all things that you can do. Now, now we come to the real crux of the matter, right? If we want adoption in a meaningful way, I mean, we've already seen this with the internet and with UPI and with going digital, where the idea is if you want everybody to be digital, you'd better make sure that basics are covered. Like in terms of there's network everywhere, there is more importantly data network access everywhere. You have to set uh, specifications. Like we've only recently just set a new set of standards for what constitutes broadband internet in India and what that minimum has to be, right? So in that sense, so the follow-up here is now to move into this blockchain future. What upgrades do we need to make to our national tech infrastructure to have a serious shot at this? Yeah, I mean, um, it's really hard to uh, do at the national level, to be honest, Um, because as as you can, as as you say, right, people are, there are stupid people in the the countries everywhere. Uh, so you know, also need to think about them. Like you know, they don't kind of get bound with the uh, yeah. the regulations and everything. Uh, so I think uh, what my like no, I'm thinking is that um, we we should definitely adopt blockchain as much as possible. Um, 
and uh, as uh, kind of you know, um, let's say for a financial system, we definitely should use the blockchains uh, most of the time to kind of you know, reduce the um, problems at multiple uh, multiple levels. Um, and on, on the investing side, definitely regulations should come into the picture to um, kind of you know, protect uh, people at, at, at every stage. But yeah, definitely it should be kind of you no know, little bit open to um, at personal level, uh, not at the uh, at the national level, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, okay. it's up to the government and the regulations how they are they are thinking on the same. But I think on the tech side, I, I would say like you know this blockchain tech is so revolutionary. Like you know, um, everyone in the country, everyone in the world should kind of you know uh, check the potential of that without you know, without kind of you know, not considering the crypto for a for a while and you know sure. and see like you know how how we can use the blockchain plus crypto again uh, to benefit um, the nations um, and kind of lead in the world. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Now I'm looking at like some stats about according to the crypto industry in India report, which says that the crypto tech market in India has the potential to create over 800,000 jobs and an economic value add-on of 184 billion by 2030. Now what I want to know about those numbers from your perspective is, are those optimistic? Are those conservative? Or do you genuinely see that this is a direction that we could go in? Yeah, I mean... um, I'm basically very optimistic about this, the whole um, kind of, no blockchain. Like, you know, I'm hoping like a government should take a good stance on, on, on the blockchain and the crypto, and then it will increase a lot of jobs uh, out of India. So in COVID plus blockchain, right? So, I, sorry, uh, I just lost India, your audio there entirely for a second. Sorry, we just lost you there entirely. Uh, Could you just repeat the last two sentences? Uh, yeah. Um, can you hear me right now? Uh, yes. Is it okay? Yes. Yeah, I'm saying kind of no. Rem- uh, the COVID and re- um, blockchain did a good thing for India um, because everyone in the world going uh, remote. E- every company, right? right? Uh, and uh, India has a good talent. Right, uh, mm-hmm. and people are kind of you no know, hiring remotely out of India. So I'm definitely um, seeing okay uh, the numbers which you predicted on the uh, since to, uh, to 2030. Uh, it's very less to be honest. Like it's, it should be more than that. Really? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, uh, I'm with for, for example, for the blockchain uh, industry, uh, it will also create a new jobs. Uh, right? right. So this predictions is basically you are thinking about just the um, numbers which have we currently we the tech we have in mind, but we so, are not thinking the in the future, right? Blockchain, the metaverse, and VR, etc. Right. So, right. Uh, like when the yeah, smartphone think, was invented, yeah. they thought about all the jobs, but nobody could have imagined that TikTokers would be a whole separate profession. So yes. we haven't even factored that. Exactly. It is right. Exactly. It's basically that, exactly. right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That that thank you. That that's a very very optimistic note um, to end on. Now, I have one on a personal note. I have one last question. Please tell us about um, Vitalik's contribution also to Polygon. I just want to understand. It was such a great example of just the community coming together. So I just like to understand what that was like, and to hear it in your own words. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. So uh, it was not directly to the Polygon, to be honest. Like, uh, so Sandeep, uh, my co-founder, started this crypto relief fund. 
for the crypto you know like no few few months back like india yeah. was very in tough spot yeah. in terms of covid and then uh, kind of from sandeep started this crypto fund where uh, people can donate from everywhere in the world these in crypto um and then it can be deployed then the money can be deployed on the uh, india specifically right. uh, at, at, at lower stages right so uh, what vitalik did is kind of send uh, 1 billion dollar uh, worth of crypto to that fund right um, to be honest like you know people seeing this is a huge move uh, and it is a huge move but people don't see the uh, the unity in the crypto world crypto community um, at this kind of so to be honest like you know the, if you go on the crypto twitter you feel like you know everyone is a one uh, state one nation uh, and kind of you not know, doing like good morning messages everywhere you know that kind of thing like you know, there is no border to be honest yeah, uh, in in crypto twitter so it, it is very very uh, kind of you no know, welcoming feeling you get from the crypto twitter and the crypto community in in, in general um so yeah i, I mean i mean, uh, i see like you no know, vitalik is keep a uh, very good in the in crypto space by founding ethereum creating multiple research papers and other ethereum 2.0 uh, research uh, on it research etc um and multiple others in uh, individuals in crypto are doing the same uh, and pushing the uh, boundaries forward yeah i think this is great example where you know you can see like a crypto the whole crypto community is a family that's true it is like a family that's very very true and on that warm fuzzy note I'd like to say thank you so much Jayanti Kanani for being on the show. Uh this has been a very very fun chat and I hope all your optimistic predictions uh about the future of crypto in India come true and I wish you all the very very best for it. Thank yeah, you thank so you. much. Thank this has been yeah. a show about crypto and we will see you next week with another episode of Believe it or not, a show about crypto. <laughs>